Hi, my name is Dr. Julie Osborne. I'm a doctor of psychology and a licensed clinical social worker specializing in cognitive behavioral therapy. I'm here to help you bring the power of CBT into your own life and learn the tools that will help you be happy and feel like you can manage things that come your way. So as always, I wanted to start off with reading an email I received from one of my listeners. I always appreciate when you guys reach out. And I got permission from Kylie to share this with you. So it says, hey, Dr. Julie, I've been wanting to write this email for quite some time. I first found your CBT podcast on Spotify after having a teenage patient with anxiety tell me she didn't really read a lot and would prefer a podcast to learn from. I'm not techie and did not, at the time, listen to any podcast. But as we do, I wanted to get this young person some help. So when searching for a podcast with good information on cognitive behavioral therapy, I listened to a lot of crappy podcasts, poor contact, scattered, no techniques given to help before finding yours. It was like a dream. I couldn't believe these were here for free and I had not been aware. Needless to say, I began listening to episodes and then even listened to the ones I thought may not be as relevant to me or my practice. What a surprise that every episode is relevant and has useful techniques and thought challenges against the current electrical pattern. I quickly recommended these to every patient that I thought would be able to derive benefit and gave specific podcasts I wanted them to start with. If look at your podcast followers, I hope there's a dense population in North Georgia now. Thank you for your candid nature, your practicality, your honesty, and your laugh. The slight chuckle at the end of certain duh statements always makes me smile. I was heartbroken to listen to the most recent episodes and hear your awful experience receiving care initially surrounding your eventual ovarian cancer diagnosis. I apologize deeply as a member of the medical community. I've initiated a podcast of my own that addresses how people can navigate the medical system without insurance, even if they have insurance. I only have two episodes, but I'll include the link in case you ever have the need to know the information. I hope to have new episodes out at some point, but I'm being kind to myself, per Dr. Julie, and realizing it's okay to have two episodes out in limbo until I can get myself ready for the next one. If my goal is truly to have the nation out there, it's there. Again, thank you so much for allowing me to be part of your listening followers. I've learned so much for myself, my family, my patients. If I can ever be help navigating in the right direction with your care, please feel free to message me or email me. I'll include my information below. Sincerely, Dr. Kylie Smith, who's in Georgia. So very grateful. Her podcast, if you're interested, is www.buzzsprout.com-181-5941. So I thought, how cool is that? other than being a wonderful email, that she's doing a podcast to help people deal with what I went through trying to get help with my insurance company. And if you don't have insurance, so that might be a really cool podcast to check out. But I definitely want to thank Dr. Kylie Smith again for reaching out and your kind words. And I'm so glad you're finding my podcast helpful for your patients. So that's really fabulous. So today I thought I would start addressing specifically Ways for you to use the Mind Over Mood book that I know I talk about on every podcast I have because that's the workbook my clients use. Dr. Greenberger and Dr. Pedeski are the authors. Dr. Greenberger is the psychologist that trained me back in the day when we both worked at the University of Irvine. I was fortunate enough that my training was with him and I use his book not just because I love it, but it's just really a great book. It's uh, easy to follow. It's not too technical. You know, I know when people are feeling depressed, anxious, overwhelmed, like sometimes your reading comprehension goes down. And so a lot of the books out there, I feel, are more clinical. And this one, I've even had people almost, quote, complain (laughs) 
that it's too simple. But I'm like, that's what we want. We want to keep it simple. We want to learn the tools and have them help us. So today, so if you if you don't have the book in front of you, that's okay. If you decide to get the book, again, it's called Mind Over Mood, Change How You Feel by Changing the Way You Think by Dr. Dennis Greenberger and Christine Podesky. If you go on any of my podcasts and you click on an episode, scroll down a little bit, there's actually a link to the book. So don't worry about it. If you don't have pen or pencil to write it down, you can just order it off there. It'll take you directly to where you can get it and you'll be good to go. So I'm going to focus on chapter five which I thought would be a good way. I know we're a little past the new year and um, it's about setting personal goals and how you can notice improvement, right? So it's important to think about with therapy, you know, what are my goals and to be specific. So versus, you know, I want to have a better marriage. I would say to you, well, what does that mean? Is that communicating? Do you want to try to have more fun together? Um, do you want to find more time just to do things together? You know, find something in common that you guys would both enjoy. Like what well, you want to be really concrete because having a better relationship is just too broad. So if it's about I want to communicate better, you know, what does that look like? Like maybe you guys will read a book together and talk about what you're learning. Maybe you listen to some of my podcasts on communicating. Maybe you'll find a time once a week to sit down and kind of review how you feel things are in the relationship, what issues you want to focus on. So you want to make your goals a little concrete, and I'm going to discuss a little more how to do that. And then you also want to have a frame of reference to notice the improvements you are making. I find it very common that my clients tend to poo-poo away how far they've come, and they're very focused on where they haven't gotten yet, right? So if you think of a scale from 1 to 10, you know, if you started down at 0 and you're at 5, that's excellent, but you're focused on, oh, I'm not at 10 yet. And every step you take, every change you make, every tool you're using is part of getting better and having improvement. So it is important along the way to notice your improvement and give you yourself some kudos, whatever that might be. If you want to reward yourself is great. Just want to say, hey, you know what? This is working. I'm going to keep going along. Or maybe this isn't working 100%. I need to reevaluate my goals maybe be more specific, what's working, what isn't working. So again, I'm going to talk about that with you guys as well. So those are the two things in chapter five called setting personal goals, noticing improvement that I thought would be a helpful tool to get started with on your journey of self-improvement and feeling better. So again, you want to think about, you know, what are some goals? So I just recommend maybe picking like two, you know, don't have so many that you can't reach all of them and then you don't feel like you're having any success. You want to set yourself up for success, right? So picking one or two goals is pretty reasonable. And once you reach those goals, you can always add to them or set new goals. But we want to be realistic in our goal setting. You know, people make all these new goals maybe for the new year and they're, you know, so high in expectation that we tend not to reach them. So, you know, an example a lot is, right, getting healthy, working out. So people are like, I'm going to go to the gym five days a week for an hour. And I'm like, no, no, no. Let's do two days a week for 20 minutes. And if you stay longer or if you add on, that's just success. But I want you to reach that goal of two days a week for 20 minutes so you feel good. What happens with, you know, these gym memberships, right, is everybody joins up and then people get frustrated or don't come and then you keep paying the fee and they're making all the money. <laughs> so let's not do that this time. And let's actually, you know, make use of whatever our goals are and, make them realistic so we feel good about them and we feel successful because that's going to motivate you, right? That's going to create positive thinking that, you know what, I set some goals. It might have not been easy, but I've reached them. 
I'm going to continue with where I'm at or I'm going to add to them versus, you know, there I go again. You know, I didn't reach my goal. I'm a loser. I'm not good enough. I'm never going to get to where I want to. And those are all your hot thoughts, right? Your thoughts that aren't 100% true, but thinking that way, which makes you frustrated, right, affects your behavior, which is probably not taking care of yourself or working on their, your goals and whatever your physical reactions are, right? So there's going back to the whole CBT that our thoughts create our moods, affects our behavior, physical reactions, and then our environment. So breaking things down, we're going to get started with setting the goals. So as I said, think about some goals, one or two that you want to reach. If it's only one, that's totally cool as well. And it can be something, or you want it to be a goal that you can observe or measure. So that's why having just a couple of them is more manageable. And you want to actually write them down on a piece of paper or maybe, you know, on your phone, whatever works for you. So you can go back and look at them. So the thing I love about this chapter, and you'll see if you have the book, that there's this matrix that they created. And it talks about the advantages and disadvantages of reaching or not reaching your goal. And why this is really helpful is because I know I've talked to you before about we have a lot of unconscious thoughts every day, right? So we have 80 or 90,000 thoughts a day that's going through our mind. A lot of them, most of them we don't know. But a lot of those unconscious thoughts may be the disadvantages of reaching your goal that actually keep you from reaching your goal, right? So some people are like, what do you mean disadvantages? Because we always think goals are positive and reaching them is all good. But why don't we reach our goals? That's something we need to look back on and say, why didn't I reach that goal? Why didn't I stick with that? It was really important to me. Right. So what you want to do is on a piece of paper, you know, write down your first goal. So I'm going to pick the typical one for the first of the year, which is getting in shape and losing weight. <laughs> All right. Just for an example. And so first we're going to write down what are the advantages of reaching this goal? Right. So some of the advantages would be obviously be healthier. I would feel good. Maybe I feel more confident. I want to fit into my jeans that are hanging up in the closet. I would enjoy, you know, getting out and um, if you're comfortable going to the gym you know, being around, maybe seeing some of my old friends, starting a class. So these are all these advantages, right, to reaching the goal. So then you might say, what would be a disadvantage? Well, a disadvantage would be I can't eat my vanilla ice cream every night that I like, right? I can't have my special treats that I normally eat. Um, I'm going to have to, you know, maybe get up a little earlier in the morning if I want to go to the gym or if wherever I'm going to do, go run around the block so I can get to work on time. I don't have any other tools to deal with giving me some comfort when I'm stressed out. So these disadvantages, we're not usually thinking about them, but I'm telling you, they're getting in the way of reaching your goal, which is totally normal. So you want to step back from it and say, okay, what are the disadvantages if I actually reach this goal? Because that's what we want to start balancing out. The second part to this matrix is the advantages of not reaching this goal. So the advantages of not reaching the goal of losing weight and getting healthy is that I don't have to make any changes, right? I can just keep doing what I'm doing and I can have my, you know, sweets or my comfort food at night. I don't have to get up early. I can just, you know, keep doing the same old thing. And I don't have to challenge myself or, you know, maybe even feel a little stressed out at the beginning. And then the fourth quadrant here is disadvantages of not reaching the goal. So what are the disadvantages, right, is that you know, I'll continue to maybe have some health issues if that's my problem. You know, I'll continue to be uncomfortable. I'm really probably not going to feel good about myself. I'll probably still be frustrated. Maybe I'm not fitting in the clothes that I want to fit in 
or I can't really do the things that I want to do, you know, whether it's just my weight's in the way or, you know, a lot of times if you're overweight, you might have issues maybe walking or there's extra pressure on your knees or, you know, physical things you might want to do, you might feel like that might get in the way. So I know you don't have this in front of you, so I just want to go over it. So you write down your goal and then you're going to write down the advantages and the disadvantages of reaching your goal and then the advantages and disadvantages of not reaching this goal. And then look at, have that in front of you to really look at and decide, is this a goal that I really want to work on? Not what that sounds good or what other people will want me to do or other people will give me kudos. This needs to really be personal. This needs to be something you want for yourself because you're the one that has to address it probably on a daily basis. Right. And it's all good. I'm not trying to make it sound negative, but I want you to pick something that really means something to you, not the shoulds. Right. That I should do it. Other people want me to all that kind of stuff. What's important to me? And then if you decide that this is what you want to do, I want you to come up with a really good plan. Right. So how when am I going to start this? How am I going to start this? What's going to work for me? And think about things that might get in the way. Right. With my mantra that I use, making decisions based on what's best for you, not how you feel, can really help you reach your goals. Because most of the things in life that are good for us, we don't feel like doing. So if you ask yourself when the alarm goes off, oh, do I want to go to the gym? You'll probably say no. And instead, if you say what's best for me, that's going to help you get up and get going. So think about some strategies that when your mood, right, or your thoughts get in the way of what's best for you, you know, I'm going to, hey, I'm going to use Dr. Julie's mantra, right? Or I'm going to put my alarm clock across the room so I have to actually get out of bed to turn it off. Or I'm going to lay out my workout clothes in the morning so I don't have to think about it and just get, get moving, right? Or if I'm going to go to a class, I'm going to find one that I'm interested in and one that works good with my time so I don't feel stressed. You know, all different, you can come up with, I could go on and on. You can come up with all different ways to be able to reach your goal. You got to find what works for you. You know, with all my clients, I give a lot of people the same ideas and they pick and choose what's going to work for them, right? So think about that. Again, one or two goals is plenty. And then you want to also think about, as I was saying, other than the plan, you know, what are some things about me that's going to help me reach my goals? So I would also take another piece of paper and write down some of your qualities, your strengths, your values, different experiences that can give you hope about actually reaching your goal. So thinking about past successes, as well as obstacles you've overcome, and what are the positive qualities about yourself? You know, maybe you have a good sense of humor, you know, you're really good at planning things, you're a good time manager, your spiritual beliefs, maybe you have a a real drive to learn new things. Who are some people that support you? You know, is my physical health really that important to me? And if it is, I can use that as a motivating factor. You know, what are some motivations and what are some positive aspects about yourself that's going to kick this new goal in and get you moving and keeping you on track? So going back to what I was saying before is, you know, don't poo-poo away your success because you haven't reached your full goal yet, you know, but think about, again, past successes or obstacles that you've overcome. That's that, you know, giving yourself the pat on the back and like, you know what, I've done this at other times in my life or I've done this in other situations, you know, or I've given other people advice how to do what I'm suggesting. I can, you know, kind of practice what I preach and take that out of success for myself. So writing down, you know, what's going to help you reach your goals can be very helpful. And then the third thing, as I've talked a little bit already, but is, you know, what are the signs of improvement? 
right? So if you're using the book, Mind Over Mood on page 37, they actually have a list, which I'll go over a couple of them, about signs of improvement. So you want to think, you know, what are my signs of improvement? Because it can be a personal thing. So they have a bunch of things to check. So for example, they have, you know, I'm sleeping better. Um, I'm feeling more relaxed. I smile more often. Um, I wake up and get out of bed at a regular time. Um, I'm not avoiding activities. Other people tell me I seem better. I feel more confident. I'm more hopeful for the future. Um, I'm more appreciative and grateful. So those are some signs of improvement. What's it going to look like to you that you're getting better? So you can write those down at the beginning, right? And then just go back kind of as a little check mark and go, oh, yeah, you know what? I am getting out of bed and getting to places on time. Or my relationship is better. I notice I'm smiling more. You know what? I'm, I'm focusing more on gratitude. I'm doing my gratitude list in the morning and at nighttime like I wanted to. So think about, you know, what are the signs for you, right? Again, make this personal. It's nice if other people maybe compliment you and say, hey, you know what? You're looking good. That's a nice thing, but you don't want to rely on that to show a sign of improvement because then you're dependent on other people noticing and you don't want to do that. You want this to come from within. So in a, to kind of summarize everything I've said, you want to remember that setting personal goals for your mood or behavior, those changes can help you know where you are headed and then, again, keep you on track and you can see your progress. And you also want to remember that improvement usually comes in, you know, baby steps, right? So small signs of improvement you want to look at. Don't look for the huge thing. So again, if it's safe, it's a weight thing. You know, I tell people, if say you want to lose, you know, 50 pounds, that can be overwhelming, right? So I say, hey, let's just focus on the first five, you know, or the first three pounds. And then we, you know, we'll get to the three pounds loss. Let's add another three to go. So we want to make it small. So again, we set ourselves up for success. And change usually comes in small steps, not big. You can think of other things you've changed in your life or relationships you've improved or, you know, whatever, going through college, right? Those are small steps. It takes years to finish and then you get your degree. So, you know, again, let's be realistic about this. All right. You may have some mixed feelings about making changes because, again, there's advantages and disadvantages, right? So keep your reasons for your goals in mind. So that will help keep you motivated. You want to remember, why am I doing this? Having people in your life that support you and having people who have the same personal qualities or maybe past experiences or you guys share your own value, the same values, strengths. These can motivate you to keep going. You want to learn new skills. All these things can help you reach your goals. So, you know, have some positive people in your life as well. Uh, I used to go to um, classes, uh, spin classes back in the day. And I didn't plan on it, but I actually developed friendships. But I loved also showing up because I went at the same time on certain days. And then tendency, the same people were there. And so we were really motivating to each other. We're like, wow, you're looking good. Or, hey, good for you for showing up. And, you know, we created this relationships I wasn't even looking for. And I'm still friends with these people today, even though I'm not at the class anymore. So, you know, just showing up on a regular basis, you can end up finding people with, you know, similar values and likes and you know it can be fun and sometimes that person might call hey you know julie come to the gym today and you know i wasn't thinking about it but you're going to be there i'm going to go right or hey i don't feel like going to class but maybe you're one of your you know classmates calls you and says come on let's you know meet for a cup of coffee and then we'll go to class together so you know find people that can also motivate you and you can give back as well and it's important also to pay attention again and notice the early signs of improvement so having your list of things that you can check and looking for the positive changes that start small and grow bigger over time, 
can keep the motivation going and also remind you, you know, why have I chosen to do this and why is it good for me? And once you reach that goal, it might be, you know, might being healthy is a lifelong goal, right? So what are things that I'm going to just continue to do? But other goals you might reach and then you can find a new one and you can add on and you can add on. So this is all part of the cognitive therapy, right? Is setting goals, having some measurable tools to know how you're doing, finding people's support, being mindful of how you're thinking. That goes back to what are the advantages and disadvantages of reaching my goal and what are the advantages and disadvantages of not reaching my goal. So I, I do love this exercise again because it, it's very different than just, oh, what are your, you know, what are the advantages? Okay, let's go with that. You know, what's getting in my way? What's gotten in my way? What am I worried about? And then we can work on those going forward in the Mind Over Move book, learning the thaw record, which I'm going to keep reviewing with you guys. I know I've done it before. There is a podcast you can listen to called the ABCs of CBT, but I'm going to always be reviewing with you because it's something you always want to be working on that, you know, what are maybe my thoughts that are getting in the way of me reaching these goals if I'm feeling stuck? And what are my hot thoughts, my thoughts that aren't 100% true? And how can I balance that out so I can get moving again, moving and grooving so I can reach my goals? So I hope this was helpful. And if you have any questions you'd like to ask or give me suggestions on topics, please reach out and email me at mycbtpodcast at gmail.com. You can also find me on Instagram. I'm on Facebook. My website is mycognitivebehavioraltherapy.com. There's um, some articles on there. There's videos. There's lots of good stuff. So whatever works best for you. And if you do share an email with me, I'll always check back with you before, you know, sharing, making it confidential. If you don't want me to share your name, so I don't want you to worry about that. And if you enjoyed this episode, please hit the subscribe button to make sure you'll never miss an episode. And as I mentioned before, just click on the Mind Over Move book under the transcribed podcast if you'd like to order the book to get more in-depth help, you know, walking through the book. And we'll be doing that together as well. So thanks for joining me. Stay safe. Until next time, daycare. And remember to make decisions based on what's best for you, not how you feel.